0: Welcome, everyone, to the Directed IRA podcast. Excited to be with you today. Now, we have um, good news. Good news. Mark Kohler is not here. Instead, I've got Amy. Um, Amy is, uh, I'm speaking with her April 28th to 30th, um, your event, RPM, Raising Private Money. Um, And I think, Amy, your husband there, Sean speaking. There's a lot of other great speakers. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. But I... Wanted to get Amy on to talk specifically today about raising private money. My take has been there's going to be a lot of opportunity in the real estate market. We're already seeing banks tightening up. What does opportunity need? Money. (laughs) And if you don't have it, go raise it. So, Amy, welcome uh, to the show today. Um, Why don't you let people know a little bit about you? Um, You know, you've been on TV, done a lot of real estate transactions. I know you're coaching and teaching, speaking quite a bit, but what should people know about you?
1: Yeah, thank you. Excited to be here with you. Um, it's so funny, you know, because my background is very traditional. Like a lot of people out there, I was raised to, you know, get good grades and go to college and then get a secure and stable job that I would stay at for the next 25 years, collecting that secure you know, a stable paycheck. And that's what I did. Uh, went to Dell computers after undergrad at Michigan state and got a job in supply chain management. I still don't know what that means. And I was there for 14 <laughs> years. I'm like, and uh, you know, and, and I'm in cultural. Uh- to do some
0: like TPS reports and stuff,
1: 100%, I 100% towards the end was Milton from Office Space just collecting a paycheck, like in the basement. Yeah. I don't know what I was doing.
0: What do you do here? Um, <laughs> I, I was, I, I, I was, um, anyways, great, great show, but <laughs> no,
1: I so yeah, if you guys haven't watched Office Space, like go do that right now, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, you know, and so it was about 10 years ago that, um, I really wanted to dabble in real estate just as a side hustle. I thought my dream job was with Nike in Portland, Oregon. So I'm living in Austin, trying to get this job at Nike. And I was like, I'm going to go flip a couple of houses um, just for fun, to blow it on clothes. Honestly, I I, mean, I don't even know what I wanted the money for, stupid stuff back then. And this is what was so crazy. I'm super competitive, you guys, very type A. So I always want to see results sooner than faster. I want the fast track. So I invested in a coaching yeah. program. And um, it was cool, you know, because on accident, because of my ability to raise capital, which I didn't even know I could do, I was able to buy, renovate, and sell 10 high end properties in downtown Chicago my very first year as a brand new real estate investor while working for Dell Computers. So after that happened, and I saw like the earning potential, of course. But also I really fell in love with the transformation process. I was like, I'm out of here. Nike is mm-hmm. not my dream job. Real estate was the game changer for me. And so this is what I've been doing, you know, full time over the last nine years.
0: Okay. So um, how did you get into raising private money as being your thing? Because that's kind of your shtick, um, yeah. you know, for lack of a I'm the self-directed IRA shtick guy. I don't mean that in a bad way. Uh, so, so it's good to have uh, your niches. But um, why why raising private money? Why is that
1: you know, what you like to teach? know, this was a strategy and, and I thought it was going to take me much longer to do it. Um, you know, in and, and 21 days, I raised almost 400,000, like from a complete, from, from strangers. We can talk about how you do that as well. But, you know, I set a strategy up in the very beginning, which was, all right, even as a side hustle, like I didn't have money of my own at the time. So I was like, yeah. I'm going to leverage OPM um, because when you leverage other people's money and hopefully turn a profit, right? We got to know how to Mm -hmm. analyze deals. You're making an infinite return. You're using no money out of pocket to turn a profit. And out of that profit, you pay back your investors. So, and I decided, well, um, eventually, this was once I decided real estate was a game changer for me. I was like, okay, I got to have a more, um, like a better plan in place. So anytime I would make money or I had money of my own, I decided to diversify it in real estate. I don't dabble in the stock market. Mm. So I'm either buying more passive income properties or I'm lending to other investors. And then still today, you guys, 10 years later, I use other people's money for my new builds or my fix and flips or my short-term rentals in Phoenix, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, And this is how you grow and scale because at the end of the day, I don't want to work for the next 10 years, right? So my lifestyle by design and my path to retirement is what do I have coming in through these rental properties or syndications? So I don't yeah. have to keep flipping and coaching.
0: Yeah. And I think um, there's a misconception in many ways for many people getting started that, oh, I need money to make money. No. I mean, in in a way you need money, but it can be other people's money. (laughs) It doesn't have to be your money. And so why don't you maybe tell me like how you like, I don't even know, maybe one of your early deals, like a conversation. How does it happen? Yeah, Someone might be like, well, I don't have the rich uncle, Matt. I don't have the, you know, I wasn't raised in that family or that neighborhood where everybody goes to the country club and has, you know, like,
1: yeah, that's so funny because I was going to say right before you said that great segue, Mm -hmm. I was like, there are so many common fears or objections, you know, whether we're new or experienced investors, whether we're part-time, full-time, it doesn't matter. Like You don't have to know anyone with money. You don't have to have rich friends and family members. Stop feeling bad asking someone to lend you $100,000. A lot of it starts with mindset, right? For those of you who don't have experience, it doesn't matter. What matters is your team of experts. So how do we highlight your team of experts if you're a brand new investor? How do we know that you've got the right deal in place, right? You know how to analyze deals. You pick the right target market. For those of you thinking, I don't have any rich friends and family members, I'm super stubborn, So when I got started Mm -hmm. 10 years ago, my friends and family members, most of them were not supportive. So I had to figure out how to get out there and as little as three weeks, build rapport and trust with a complete stranger. So you guys can do it. A lot of it is mindset, right? Don't feel bad asking anyone for money. You're not asking them for anything. You're the Mm -hmm. one providing them with an opportunity to invest. Right. But before you have that level of confidence, you got to be educated. Right. So, um, we're the ones offering them double digit returns backed by real estate. They don't get that in the stock market. They don't get that in retirement accounts. Right. So once you have that mindset and you know what you're doing, it's going to be easy to start having the conversations. Um,
0: Yeah. Now you will, I think, you know, when you start going asking people for money, you do get some of those, you know, sometimes it's the people closest to you that are going to be your biggest critics. I hate to say it. Um, And there's some insecurities there on their own ability to go do what you're doing and stuff like that. But, um, but I think you just have confidence in what you're doing. And I think where you can have confidence is what you just said. Well, you know, what a lot of people who need money to do deals, they have a good opportunity. You know, yeah. I had, um, a recent webinar client here, over 250, um, flips that he's done other people's money. 60% of it was self-directed IRAs. I was thinking mm-hmm. about a client that I had, they still have to this day. He's in Southern California that, that does a lot of flips in particular. He's moved to some long-term stuff, but I mean, he never put money on it in on a deal. i probably set up over a hundred LLCs for him because in, in doing his properties, he's always raising money for, for privately. And this was like some mid twenties year old guy out of college had some real estate and construction background yeah, going out and asking people for hundreds of thousands of dollars to do million dollar properties in Southern California. And I asked him, I said, what's like, what he's like, he's like, I just go for it. Like, what's, what's there to lose. Um and but he also said, you know, um, once I got the ball rolling, he's like, they talk to their friends, they talk to their friends. Once I finish a yeah. deal with them, they're like, can you do another one? When's your next one? Keep my right. money, please. You know. <laughs>
1: A hundred percent, it's going to have a snowball effect on what you're doing, but this is what's so crazy is so, I always tell everyone the number one reason why everyone in this country is not acting as a private money lender, assuming they're in a position to do so is because they're simply not educated on the process. So let's get out there and educate them. Like you guys are going to come across people who, well, number one, you guys, you've got to know what you're doing. Like, why are you leveraging OPM, right? you got to be able to answer the hard questions, but if you come across a prospective private money lender and they say, Hey, Matt, like that sounds great. I'd love to invest with you. You sound amazing. I love what you're offering, but I don't have a bunch of cash sitting around collecting dust. So let's explain to them, like, what are the different funding options that they have? It doesn't just have to be cash. It can be stock that they can liquidate. Self-directed accounts are huge. You guys, there's so many self-directed 401ks or Roth IRAs that our audience can leverage from. And and I, and I even do this with you guys, Matt, like I'll come across private money lenders who will say, oh, that sounds awesome. I didn't know that I can leverage my retirement account. I don't know all the in and outs of leveraging a retirement account. So I reach out mm-hmm. to your team, right? And they will yeah. get on the phone with my private money lenders. Now they're talking to the experts who's, you know, a part of my team, and then they'll just take care of it for yeah. them. So it's such an easy plug and play when you know what to say and who to go to.
0: Yeah. And I think for retirement accounts, there's $35 trillion you know, we, you know, in U.S. retirement accounts, like there's no more money anywhere, but in U.S. retirement accounts to invest in anything. Um, but, you know, we even see it with self-directed IRA accounts here. You know, we have over a billion in assets at directed IRA now. You know, we see people's IRAs buying property, getting a loan from someone else's IRA to buy the property because yeah. their IRA yeah. didn't have enough. And so that's like self-directed IRA nirvana for me, you know, because um, it's it's a win-win too. And that's, I think, when you approach it, You know, if you're out there, deal maker, real estate, I want to make money in real estate. I can go find an opportunity. And I think real estate investing is kind of like hunting a little bit, you know, to buy Mm -hmm. like, like, like me, I'm not a hunter. Okay. I'm running a business. I got a hundred plus employees. I can't go out and hunt. I don't have hunting time. I'm running a business every day, but you know what I do? I do private money lending to other people buying real estate. Okay. Yeah, and I love it. It's great for me. It's a great return. It's a win-win for me. I'm looking for it's people
1: passive, like yes, you know, it's, I don't have
0: to do the time to go and hunt. But you know what? The people out there in the real estate space that are getting that expertise, analyzing deals, finding them, they need this money. It's like perfect harmony to go get deals done. Um, so, what are some mistakes though that people make? You know, i we love the opportunity, right? I'm I'm like with you on it. But yeah. What, what mistakes do people make?
1: Well, if it's if, if like common mistakes investors will make when they start raising money is number one, they haven't, I always say you got to build your foundation first. So you really have to understand why are you doing this? You have to be able to clearly articulate like what's in it for us as the investor. What's in it for you, Matt, the private money lender. Like, why yeah. would you want to lend me $200,000? We got to be able to answer the hard questions. We got to know all of this stuff as a part of building our foundation Before we get out there and even think about having a conversation with someone, because if our PML sends any sort of timidness or uncertainty in our voice, they're not going to invest with us. We've lost that person. And there are a lot of us out there, investors, who will come across you know, investors, savvy private money lenders, people straight out of Wall Street managing hedge funds, they will purposely ask you the same question five different ways to make <laughs> sure you know what you're talking about. And yeah. so we gotta make sure we're prepared to have those conversations before we start planting any seed.
0: Yeah. And I think um one thing, you know, this this is lawyer Matt. Sometimes he comes out, he's not very fun, but sometimes it helps. Okay. So I got a lawyer, Matt, little tip here <laughs> is. <laughs> I think some people have the misconception, this is real estate, people doing deals, that the paperwork is really not a benefit to me. All this paperwork I got to do, I just Mm -hmm. am going to do it if someone makes me do it, but it doesn't help me. Mm -hmm. Wrong, okay? That paperwork is ensures that your lender is going to get paid back. It also keeps you in compliance with laws from securities laws to other things, the document, what the heck happened? Because if you lose people's money, the worst thing you can do is have no paperwork okay? Mm-hmm. because what's that person going to say that lost money? They're going to sue you and they're going to say, you promised me the moon. You promised me this. You said I was going to make all this money. And you're like, no, I promise you 10% and one point, like, and it's yeah. on a document you sign and it's recorded on a deed of trust on the property. So mm-hmm. I think like good business practice from the investor side, that's good for the private lender is making sure you're doing the promissory notes. You're recording it on title. That's part of your pitch, right? Is like, 100%. hey, this is secured by real estate. Okay, record it on title. I mean, I had, we had some clients that were doing a lot of real estate deals here in Phoenix back in the last crash. You know, people's business practices really got exposed during that time, right? Were you following the rules or not? And what these guys did is they they were actually getting mortgages, deeds of trust here signed, but they weren't recording them.
1: Yeah, that's not that's messed up. Like, yeah,
0: they got the security state securities commission chasing them down because they had over a hundred investors go complain. Yeah, and they were like this close to having criminal things. They basically rallied together some money to get them paid off. But like, you don't want that, you know? So like, this is a protection for you to get documents done.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm with lawyer Matt right now, so there <laughs> is. <laughs> You guys, there is absolutely a right and a wrong way of structuring these deals with your private money lenders. Because like Matt said earlier, once you get someone to lend you money, they're going to want to reinvest with you. And what you want to focus on is, you know, how do you retain them and build that long term relationship? So not only that they reinvest, but they increase their investment amount. I mean, and I'm very transparent about this, you know, the paperwork, whether you live in a state that requires an attorney to close or not, you want a real estate attorney on your team. You got to make sure you've dotted all your I's, cross those T's. It is very important if you have more than one private money lender on a deal that each of their lien positions are clearly recorded and documented. So you want to have an attorney who knows what they're doing, who can take care of this for you because- there was a time you guys and this is what I'm very transparent about in 2017 it, it sucked. It was the worst year of my life personally professionally lost 1.4 million dollars. Now look contractually, I had all of my contracts executed properly with my private money lenders. They understood that they were making an investment and there were no guarantees but I still chose to pay them back out of pocket. And you know what you choose to do is on you, but like legally, you guys, because I had the right lawyer and the right paperwork in place, I didn't have to. So no. also realize we're going to make money. We're going to lose money in real estate as well. So really understand um, wins and losses and how to do this the right way. Because when we lose money, you got to figure out how are you going to problem solve your way out of that situation? So mm-hmm. contracts is a huge
0: piece. Where, where should people go? Let's say, I mean, give me some tips on someone out there. It's like, all right, I'm doing deals. I want to do more. I need to go raise some money. Where are the places I go? Help me think, like get my brain started. If I'm someone out there, like, what do I
1: start yeah. So something that's very different and unique about my style in comparison to every other coach and educator out there is I'm going to tell you, raising money is so simple, you guys, and I'm Mm -hmm. going to show you how to do it without targeting your friends and family members. So we first got to start with the right mindset and realize the minute we leave our house, everyone that we encounter is a prospective private money lender. Mm-hmm. Right. So what do we say to them? How in the world am I supposed to convert an Uber driver or somebody at the airport into a private money lender? Yeah, that ha- this happens all day long. And the very first step for the rest of your lives, aside from understanding that, you know, you're doing them a favor, you're the one presenting them with the opportunity, is what I re- what I have created and referred to as my four second power pitch. Mm-hmm. This four second power pitch is very powerful. It is 13 words. That's it. So the next time, for example, you get into an Uber and the Mm -hmm. Uber driver asks you, oh, like, oh, what do you do for a living? Go into the power pitch. I show people how to earn double-digit returns backed by real estate. What do you do? It's so nice to meet you. Yeah. Right? You're just planting seeds, like, literally with Mm -hmm. anyone and everyone. That's going to open up the conversation to them being like, whoa, what? What do you mean? Tell me more. You're not asking for money. You're not emailing them a 15-page dissertation nobody cares. They just want yeah. to know more about that carrot that you're dangling. But that's step 1.
0: Yeah. You know, I um one of my largest clients at directed IRA, very successful guy, real estate guy. Um I was kind of like we were just having a conversation with some people and and someone asked him like, "How do you find all these deals?" He's like, "Because people know I'm a guy that does deals." He's like, "I don't <laughs> look for them. They come to me." But you know what? If you know me, anything you know about me, I'm real estate deal guy. I'm the guy that figures out how to do that weird deal and make money on it. And so he's like, yeah. so I just attract all that stuff because people know that about me. Now I talk to so many of my clients who are real estate investors. I'm like, how many people in your that you, that you interact with actually know you do real estate? And it's like this yeah. little thing, the secret that they have. They don't even tell people,
1: no, let alone either. their friends and family.
0: Yeah. Like, how do you expect them? to engage in a conversation with you, you know, if if they don't even know that's what you do. So,
1: yeah, I mean, that's so important because I mean, when I, and and this is a decision I chose, you know, to make back in the day when I was juggling my full-time job at Dell and dabbling in real estate, um, even as a side hustle, I still, you know, I never talked about Dell. Whenever somebody would ask me what I did for a living, I chose just to focus on that four-second power pitch. That's something I still do, you guys, 10 years later. So for those of you, now you pick and choose when you want to implement it. I've been doing this for 10 years. I'm good at raising money. Trust me, surrender the process. Implement this four-second power pitch every day for the rest of your life moving forward. Mm-hmm. For those of you who are more seasoned real estate investors and you don't want to disregard, you know, your portfolio, your strategy, that's fine. You can still say, oh, I'm a multifamily syndicator. We've also got a short-term, you know, rental portfolio out in Phoenix. And we show people how to earn double digit returns backed by real estate. So make those 13 words, the last thing you say, so that, you know, that's the call to action. Tell me more. What do you mean? Mm -hmm. And that's when you get their number and you call them next week and get them into a, you know, a zoom coffee talk for more.
0: Yeah, love that. Um, well, let's talk about your event. Tell me about it more. I'm speaking at it, but like I said, this is in Long Beach, April 28th to 30th. What's the website again? I should know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's all good. It's raisingpm.com forward slash live event. Um, you can URL. find it on my Instagram. But um, yeah, I'm super excited. So it, it's funny because for years people have been saying, Amy, you gotta do an event like for many reasons, aside from the content, my event, I I launched my first, or I hosted my first event in October and I'm still blown away. At you know, I never done this before. I had 150 people show up. Um, And my events aren't where I have like 20 speakers standing on a stage yelling at you and like preaching at you about how successful they are. My event is an implementation conference. So on day one, it's going to be me and my husband, day one and two, um, giving you all of these capital raising scripts and strategies like you guys are going to be implementing taking action you're not going to be taking a bunch of notes that you're never going to read again you're going to take action you're going to start raising money in the room your phones are going to be ringing i'm going to be there hovering over your shoulder coaching you along the way And then on day two and three, that's when all of our investor guest speakers will talk to you guys. And of course, Matt's going to be one of them. We got Vina Jetty who's going to be there. Um, Nick McGrew, one of our securities attorney. Vina's a multifamily syndicator, for those of you who don't know her. Um, But they're going to be talking about-
0: John (laughs) Dessauer. John Dessauer. He's a long time- Yeah. He's a longtime friend. I haven't seen him for years. I saw he was speaking. So I was giving him crap.
1: Yeah. When your video came through, I was like, this is hilarious. You guys are going to have so much fun. Um, Yeah. John Bassauer is going to talk about the state of the economy. Um, I'll talk to you about what isn't, isn't working in the private money world versus the hard money world. But so once you guys start raising the money and I've given you you know, some strategies to implement and take home with you, then all the investor guest speakers will talk to you about what is or isn't working in today's ever-shifting economy. And they'll show you different investment strategies that you can start to deploy that money into. Um, so it's cool. It's going to be educational. It's going to be super powerful because you're going to start seeing results real time. Um, I'm capping the number of attendees there. um, So you're going to have a ton of time to network with everyone there. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Come out and join us in Long Beach Cal. California, April 20th and the 30th and
0: um, get ready to raise that money. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Amy gets a lot of good feedback on her events. I've heard great things about them um, and they sell out too. So don't be waiting because you might have to wait yeah. for the next one. Um, um, for those, Go ahead.
1: Now I was going to say, for those of you who know me, I, I'm very direct. Like if you want to go get your ticket, I'm not just saying it's going to sell out. It's going to sell out and we'll shut down the doors once we are at capacity, which is 200 people. So yeah, figure it out and get there because you're going to have a great time.
0: Um, okay. I want to hit one other thing, maybe one other takeaway, if you, if, you, if you'd indulge us, yes. um, okay. sure. um, you know, I, I think right now the timing to get up to speed on this, whether you, you know how to raise private money and you've done it, you want to sharpen, the, you know, the tools, so to speak, or you're new into real estate. And you're like, I need to know how to get deals done. Well, if you're paying attention to the economy right now, Things are shifting. And what's out there right now is going to be a lot of opportunity. Okay. There's going to be deals to be made. But like I said at the beginning, I think you've got to be able to know how to access the money to pull them off. If you think the banks are going to be giving you this 2%, 3% money anymore, or they're even lending, we're already seeing the banks. Tightening their lending standards Mm -hmm. because they don't want to lose money. They know there's going to be opportunity out here, and they don't want to get upside down on it. So I think accessing private money is going to become more valuable this year and next to go get deals done. And this is like, you know, I said earlier, like opportunity to make money. I'm like waiting. I'd to say it's like this vulture concept, but there's Mm -hmm. there's opportunity around um, to make money, but it takes some money. So what would you say to someone right now, like in environment right now? Like, and what are you doing? Like, what what are you thinking about doing maybe given what's happened in the real estate market or what you see coming?
1: Yeah. So a lot of people are like waiting to, to execute and buy deals. First of all, you guys stop talking about banks. Okay. Real estate (laughs) investors out there listening. do We do not work with banks. The only time we work with bank is if we're buying like a long-term, you know, rental property that's turnkey. That's the only time. Hard money lenders. It's impossible to work. I love my hard money lenders. I take care of them through referrals, but they don't allow second liens. So how and they don't give you 100 funding. Mortgage brokers shutting down their doors. um, Interest rates. I'm in the middle of right now. I'm doing a cash out refi for a couple properties in Phoenix, and our interest rate's going to be around 10, percent right? So, but it doesn't matter because if you're if you don't know how to analyze a deal and and getting a refi at 10% versus 6% makes or breaks your deal, that's that's the wrong deal. So first mm-hmm. of all, know how to analyze deals it's always a good time to buy. Even during a recession, you guys can make money because we make our money when we buy. And what am I doing? I'm just shifting my strategy. So I'm not going to go out there and buy 10, $1 million properties in downtown Austin. I'm just doing two right now, right? And then I focused more on the, I'm like, we're about to scoop up some foreclosures on the multifamily side that we're about to syndicate that are about to hit the market, right? Mm-hmm. So a, a part of your power team should be underwriters, people who have deals, deal flow. Um, And yeah, people keep talking about I'm waiting on the foreclosures to hit whether it's a foreclosure or not. You guys, when you have access to capital, you can do whatever you want. Right. (laughs) Right. Like don't even take on the headaches of syndicating or hiring a contractor. Go find someone who needs money and be their partner. Take 50% of the profits. Just focus on raising the money.
0: Yeah. Love it. Um, Well, uh, thanks so much, of course, for coming on, Amy. Where else do people you have? It's website. Anything else you want to send people to? Raisingpm.com.
1: Yeah, raisingpam.com forward slash live events for our April conference. Um, I don't have a team of 100 social media managers, so you guys, if you just want to connect with me on Instagram, I'm on there too much to a fault. It's just at Amy Majuri. Um, send me DMs, I respond to all my DMs. Just don't be weird, I'm sure none of you are, and we're good. So that's come on. What kind of podcast do
0: you think this is? You know, come on, I'm
1: very direct, it happens, right? Um But yeah, like, I mean, I'm easy to get along with straight shooter. So any question okay. you have after this, you know, you hear this podcast, feel free to reach out. You guys know, I'll get them answered as quickly as possible.
0: All right. Well, thanks so much, Amy. We'll be back next week with another Directed IRA podcast. Now next week is going to be open forum. So get over to directedira.com slash podcast. You can ask your questions there. Mark and I are going to come and give you answers. I don't know that they will be any good but we'll give you answers. So get on over there. And until then, stay calm, self-directed on.